Hey guys, I would like to apologize for the audio issue this week. Um, Dan switching computers, trying to make the live stream better, has caused an issue with the audio recording and kind of had to scrap it and just grab the audio from our uh, stream on Twitch and just use that. So it is, of course, subject to the internet gods and how they wanted things to be. So um, we will get this sorted out next week. But um, hopefully you guys can ignore the trouble and enjoy the show. What a piece of junk! This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off! If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news information and theory crafting you found the podcast you're looking for with your hosts good night punk We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 158 of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk. And with me, kind of, as always, is my good friend, Wink. Filling in for his image there is Yoda, his favorite Star Wars character. What's going on, dude? You hear that sound? That is me beating my head against my desk. <laughs> we God. are. Freaking technology. So, you're using a new cure this week. I am. Um, and between that and us having to go to backup connections and stuff and then we don't entirely know everything that's going on but technology hates us tonight basically um i mean we're usually late to start the show but not 35 minutes late this is ridiculous um it's it's so should point out that i went from a mac to a pc so the difference between my Bad Mac move. back to my PC has been ginormous. So trying to figure out things on PC again after my Mac is a little disheartening so far. So, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, we're not off to a good start. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's okay. We'll be over. So. That we will. All right, so... uh couple things that we need to get to um the thrawn treason book came out this week i have been listening to it on audible i think i'm in chapter eight it is so good um these books are absolutely amazing if you like audiobooks at all i highly recommend it if you like star wars books at all highly recommend thrawn treason but if you don't already have it um 
you can go to audibletrial.com slash chatter to order and get it free with a 30-day audible trial, which I highly um because it is it is absolutely spectacular. Um so if you want to grab that free audiobook, there will be a link in the show notes, of course. Uh, and that came out, out this week? Yes, came out Tuesday, I believe. Very nice, very nice. It is the third book in the trilogy, the final chapter of of the New Thrawn trilogy. So pretty exciting stuff. Were they all written by the same guy or girl? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that uh, that'll make it They're better great. for sure. I know there's a I lot want a of Thrawn movie. Well, you that never know. Be... <laughs> I I saw Cubs say something on Twitter this week about how he thinks that. They need to do a Thrawn movie with Benedict Cumberbatch as Thrawn. Oh my God! <laughs> yes, please, for the love of God, please. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm just Yoda's face in uh, on the live stream is what I imagine your face actually is right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah, I can see it for yeah. sure. <laughs> um. All right, so we have some alliance spots open. Um, if you guys are looking for a guild and want to join the order, what is that Discord link they can go to? Discord.me slash join the order. So Discord.me slash join the order. If you go there, we have officers from all of our alliance guilds in there ready to find you a place. So if you're looking for a good guild in a good cluster of of guilds group of people come check us out because it's a lot of fun hell yeah sounds very exciting absolutely um so the other thing i promised you guys we're gonna do giveaways this week it's been a week so i apologize we've got all the stuff pulled and we'll get um we will get those announced and we'll just ping you guys on discord this weekend um Things have been hectic around here. Get that house in order. Get it livable. Trying to, yeah. I got my I got my kitchen sinks going this past weekend. Um, I saw that. I I put a finished picture of my concrete countertops that I made. Um, they're in our DIY channel of our Discord. Um, I'm actually going to do a how to video on how I made my island. Um, I'm gonna do i'm gonna start up a diy youtube channel here pretty soon and that'll probably be the first video on there so if you guys are interested in that sort of stuff um check uh that would be awesome if you guys would subscribe once i get that going that'll definitely be a good one considering uh considering i don't know a lot of people that know how to make uh, concrete countertops yeah, I, I don't either. And I didn't know how to do it until I did an experiment and slowly figuring it out. Hey, best way to do it. Well, maybe not the best way, but learning yourself. There's a lot of it's pride in that. Way. There's a lot of pride there. So, <laughs> that, that is sure. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and jump into this. Hey, guys, what did you do in Sloga this week? All right, dude. So what did you do in Swoga this week? 
or did the did it just kill your microphone having that go that loud? Um, no, I'm an idiot. I have not been recording my audio all the way up until this point. So if you're listening on the podcast, you'll know that my audio sounds terrible up until now. So, uh, <laughs> uh, like I said, it's one of those weeks. Yeah. Um, what can you? What can you? What'd you do in the? Let's go there. Let's do that. Let's go to a happy place. This was actually kind of a busy week for me in the game, which is doesn't happen a lot. I seven-starred Junos and Brute Alpha, got him to gear 12, and I put a Zeta on his leader ability. So my bugs are all gear 12, ready for that T-Dub and TB coming up. Very exciting stuff there. I Today I took General Kenobi to gear 13. Made him a bit more survivable. I gave the gear or uh, gear twelve finisher to Gerald Grievous. I am lacking one more furnace, and he will be gear third. So that is getting super close as well. Furnace. Medpack. Yeah. No, Mark twelve furnace. Oh, okay. It's the health piece on the right side. Not the Right, but the only thing that was holding me up on the right side was medpack. I guess I just had all the furnaces. So I didn't worry about them. Because I, I had to farm oh, health packs like crazy. Six, the Mark 6 ones? Yeah. That actually, the ones that go into the furnace. Is that how it goes? I can't go back and look, yeah. so... Yeah, the Mark 6 medpack is part of the piece that's used to craft Mark 12 furnace. I need uh, 18 more gear 12 cufflinks. Oh, okay. And, I see what you're saying. Uh, 26 more of the uh, fusion salvage and be there. Very exciting stuff. Which kind of uh, leads me to my next thing. If you guys haven't seen it, uh, our buddy DB official did a video on the team. Um, there's been some other stuff about it, and that is the. The T3 General Grievous team with IG88 lead that is basically entirely a crit chance based team that relies on T3's Zeta ability that gives bonus crit damage based on the number of debuffs. Um, so that is a pretty cool team. I kind of want to give him that Zeta just to play with it. Uh, T3's always seemed super interesting to me, and I kind of kind of itching to throw out another Zeta, and uh, he's an option, because, you know, he'll help me for if Malik ever comes back. I'm beginning to wonder. Um, <laughs> Maybe I'll be the only one on the so show to ever have uh, him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to Zeta T three, uh, that ability on him because that seems awesome. Like the, uh, you know, when you have that many debuffs and that stacking crit damage, you know, having him on a team, um, will really just amplify the amount of damage that General Grievous does. Because as I've talked about before, you know, if you have bonus crit damage type abilities. The, the more that you get of that, the more that uh, the more that your base 
offense number becomes important. So that's why, you know, like offense that is actually more beneficial on like first order RJT, um, basically a team that does crit damage up, you're better off with an offense set than a crit damage set for maximum damage. And kind of the same thing with this team, with the General Grievous, the difference is modding for high crit chance, which is what uh, DB talked about in his video, is because you have to get past all the crit avoidance of Dark Mal. But um, John Grievous himself, if paired with T3 to maximize damage, I mean, if you just totally load him up health, that'll be the way to go. Uh, you know, otherwise, uh, like my Joe Grievous, I run a crit damage set, crit damage primary, and then fill in everywhere with as much health. And, you know, that kind of maximizes his damage, uh, you know, given the team that he's in. So just some things to think <laughs> That's interesting. Someone deciding to actually use T three for something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. And he he's really just an awesome kit. I I mean, I don't know. I he's the one droid that I have wanted to gear ever since he came into the game. I just haven't actually done it, but. Uh, very, very awesome. Like, there, there's so much synergy and options there that I, I don't think I could go wrong. I, I mean, I could probably fit him on an RJT team also because my RJT freaking close. It's just it's awful. It does nothing. I, I feel like I lose in GAC every single time I use that team. It is so freaking ineffective as well. Your RJT yeah. team? Yeah, it sucks. Pretty crazy. I can't beat anyone with it. I it's I, I don't know. It kicks ass in the raids. Um, I mean, I can. I usually get almost ten million in phase one with that team. Um, and you know, my Finn hits like a freaking freight train. He's amazing. But the worries that team in Grand Arena just it falls so flat. And I'm even using R two with the team. Um, I might need to throw in L3 or some other decent tank because all my tanks for that team, aside from Poe, who's not really a tank, he's an attacker. So uh, my Poe and Holdo are just, they're gear 11 and not that great. So I don't really, it's hard to rely on them. I like Holdo a lot because of what she offers, but uh, she's just a little too squishy at gear 11, I think. What are you trying to do with them? Beat bounty hunters generally does not go well. Huh. I don't think I've ever had a problem with them. Weird. Against Bosk or Django? Bosk, because most of the Okay, yeah. Um, I, I don't think I've ever had an issue against Bosk, but everybody's using Django right now, and it's it's basically worth against Django. I don't really have anything else to use, so I use it, and this, this was... A Django team with Nat that I lost to today, and um, it got down to you know, it was it ended up being Nest with a sliver of health and Dengar with a slither of health, and me with RJT, and they killed my RJT. So then I sent back in Han Solo by <laughs> Han, I sent in Han Solo to finish them off, mm -hmm. and uh, it, you know, that that worked. Nice maximized points, you know, got me 43 points on that, which, you know, great, but it's just, it doesn't help. 
Interesting. No one has adopted the uh, Django team that I've faced so far. It's all boss. My Django team's done pretty well on defense, and that's with the my Dengar is like tier eight or something. I've never done anything with him. Who being carbonic? Odd. So what about you? What if what'd you do this? Yeah, a whole lot of the same old stuff with uh hold on one second. My audio is just clipping like crazy. Oh that's I, I should have meant I should have mentioned um you can't see it because for whatever freaking reason my video is not working, but I actually got my office set up. Um, so I'm not at the orange desk anymore. I'm at the desk, um, an older desk that I was using before uh, that has been my like office work desk. So I got that set up and that's, that's kind of cool. Um, at some point I'm going to build me a podcasting desk, but I'm excited to show this off to everybody. It looks all nice and when, we, when, we, when we did that video, it looked really good. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did get to see it, didn't you? Yeah. Very nice. But oh well. Sound is annoying. It's probably that window. Could be some not updated software. So we're having tech issues before with getting video and the audio and nothing was wanting to work. I think it might be due to your apps not being fully updated, or the at least in regards to Skype. Skype. That's funny. Oh. Yeah. Super bumble. Who who knows? Technology loves us tonight, basically, is what we're saying. So You're um, going to be cutting out a lot of excess. For everyone uh, listening to the podcast this yeah. week, we are sorry audio issues and video issues, but trying to get this stuff set up. I The reason that I changed to the PC is I plan on starting to stream more often. Here, Mac plus better. I can play games. Hope is that when Jedi Fallen Order comes out, I'll be playing that on Twitch stream. On I'm trying to I get, like it. Trying to get everything worked out. Um, my computer and everything now. So all work now. Yeah. Cool. Oh. All right. So, what'd you do? How did I do this? All right. So, I've been gearing geos as normal. Fun fact I am now at gear 10. A few more from gear 11. Of course, they're carbon because holy crap, all he does wow. in carbon. So, I almost have him to gear 11. 
I don't know what I'm gonna need to get him to gear twelve. That's the next step. Uh, Geo Brood or Geo Spy just got to gear eight. Um, he wants Carbontes too, so he's waiting. And then I'm still all these Rancor raids later. I'm still waiting on. Um, still waiting. Droid for my. So he's stuck at gear eight. Terrible. It's the worst, yeah. man. I've got over two hundred now of the of the furnaces. Even Nubian, which are I used to I think were the the hardest to get. Longest I have a ton of those now. It's just all I need is droid colors and we're not any. Well, and part of the issue is all the droid colors you do have you're spending on gear thirty. I have. <laughs> Some oh, really? Oh. I have one gear. I'm not worried. About it. Where it yeah. That is my. Yeah, so just been gear and geos, and I finally figured out that I have a very, very long head pack. And so I finally started triple refresh farming med pack. Uh, easy to do now. I need them, so. Yep. I know that feeling. Yeah, for sure. It's it's crazy. So. Yeah, the, the, the new energy in the fleet store is just absolutely amazing. I'm doing... I'm doing my 50 crystal refreshes there and regular energy farming gear 12 plus stuff and gear 13 finishers. Uh, just trying to make the top of my, the point of my roster a little sharper. I mean, I've had a pretty forgettable week, to be honest. I forgot to attack because I needed to sleep after work twice this week in Grand Arena. So I went one and two in this last Grand Arena Championships without even fighting two of them, so it hasn't been the best week for me. I haven't really had a lot of excitement or uh, good times <laughs> in the game this week with all the with all, all the crazy work I've been doing, so yeah. The one I'm gonna attack when I get off of uh, the podcast tonight just so I can feel better about things. Yeah. Just man. I but uh, real quick, before I forget. Um, I've actually won my been winning some Grand Arenas, one two straight, so that was nice. But dude, we had the most heartbreaking territory war loss. Did we, you? Oh, us? We, yes, yes, we uh, did. Yes, us. It was excruciating. We lost um eighteen one thirty six to eighteen one forty four. We lost by eight points um neither guild cleared the board there were ships left or two fleets left um had we cleared one of them which we would have won very sad i went to sleep thinking we were gonna win and then when i woke up i was like whoa and wound up with freaking less than 10 point loss that's terrible yeah it was it was 
Especially considering our territory war record this month and how where that would have put us. I mean, we were trending to be top 30, top 40. We've been doing pretty pretty well, but that, that, that was a setback. Yeah. Oh, what can you do? Next, well, there's always next month, because I think yeah, that's, that's it for this month. So wherever we rank now is how we did for the month. But we'll see. Yeah, I think we were... Yeah. We were top 50 before that loss. Probably top 70, 80 after it. Who knows? Probably lower. I'm not traveling. I don't want to. It'll just up. <laughs> For sure. Yep. Well, that's pretty much all I've been doing this week. So. Cool. Sounds exciting. Well, let's go ahead and talk about this. Let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. That is so loud. Holy smoke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think my interface, the volume on it, got turned up just a smidgen. Maybe um, a little. Maybe a little. Moving things into the new office. Uh, my bad. Um, <laughs> all right. All right, so, so poll. Uh, let, let's, let's go to this poll. Let's see here. It's loading for me. Right, Slowly I got loading. The, I got the poll up on the podcast. So we'll start with this. Uh, just like the name of the podcast episode says, we know the road ahead is coming next week, or at least that's what we were told. Um. Actually, before we go into the poll, let's go into something that where we found out the road ahead was coming next week, and that was CG Carey, the lead producer of Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes, is no longer at the company. He has uh, stepped down, I believe that's what they said, stepped down from her position, and uh, is, will no longer be leading the CG team on this game. So that's interesting, right? To say the least. All right. I mean, like, that's that's uh, completely crazy to me because this whole game is... I mean, the direction that this game has gone since she's been the lead producer, you can, you can see the footprint all over it, especially through the things that she's communicated and the things she's said and what's come to pass after that and just her vision, I guess, for the game, being the, the leader. It's going to be interesting to see who ends up being the new one and i'm curious if it's going to be someone in-house or if they hire someone yeah because if i if i had to guess i'd say they probably they're probably going to just promote in-house which to me means nothing's really going to change like little things might change here and there but i'm guessing overall everything's pretty much going to stay the same that would be my what it does for communication, that's another thing. I don't know what that does for what we hear, what we are told, how things go, but the whole reason I brought this up is because they, in that same post they announced that she was leaving, uh, they also announced that next week would be the road ahead. So I guess the communication isn't ending, at least as far as that goes. And it would seem like that might be the quickest road ahead in a quarter that we've gotten. 
in a long time. Because it's what, July, first month of the quarter, and I don't think we got the last road ahead till there was only a month left in the quarter. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, no, the last road ahead, we got about the same time. It was about mm. the end of the first month. Because we had to, we ended up waiting basically till the end of the quarter before the new TB and TAC launched up. We were kind of waiting for like a month and a half before we got to sniff either one of them. Yeah, that might be true. Seems like, maybe it was, I don't know. This seems way earlier though to me. Maybe like two weeks so, earlier. Um, On these questions, we asked how excited you were to hear from the developers this quarter. And the average was kind of around eight. Eight was the highest. Um, you know, seven, eight, nine, and ten were all super high. Uh, that you know, um, people are pretty excited to hear about what is coming. You know, it's funny is here. Um, I would rate it a ten because right now, I we're at the point where we got new content, and I'm still at the point where I need something else in this game to be excited. Nothing really. Yeah. There's nothing like. Sorry to say this, and it's, it may sound bad as a person that podcasts about this game so much, is that I am just not enjoying anything in this game right now. Like, Grand Arena's fun. Uh, territory battles are fun in a way that you're trying to figure them out, but the thing about it is it's not really anything to figure out in territory battles. It's It's been figured out. You need higher gear, and you need more survivability. So that's all I could guess. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just, and I'm not competing in arena because of gear 13 and how much you have to spend there. But if you, you go straight there, you're not going into the other areas of game. I don't know. I'm just having a hard time with this. Yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting time in the game. Say the least. Um, I, I love grand arena. It, I do wish the rewards were better. I feel like for as long as it is, the rewards are a little lackluster, um, especially considering what the rewards were whenever Grand Arena started. I mean, um, I would like to see, you know, a little bit more currency or something in those rounds or in those group of threes or something like that. That would be nice. But um, as far as territory battle, the only thing is that it's four days. Or, you know, four phases. It's six days. Uh, it's the same as every other six, territory battle. Yeah, Light, days, light about that one. Phases. And as long as there is in between them, it is kind of... You got this new content out there and you kind of get to enjoy it. Like, I wish they'd run these territory battles a bit more often. You just want that negotiator quicker. I do want the negotiator quicker. We're going to get to that. <laughs> that, that does factor in. My gear 13, uh, General Kenobi, is shipless, and uh, uh, we don't want him straight. But <laughs> um, yeah, we. I think they need to do something to pick up the pace more than anything. Um, they just, it feels to me like they need to do something to quit making it. Like, get to the. I don't know what they can do. I like honestly don't know what they do, can do. But right now, it feels like this game is completely pay-to-play driven and if you enjoy playing this game and even if you spend money here and there like i do you're not getting very far 
for what you're getting. Dude, those those eight dollar packs that they dropped last week. Like, if you're a spender, like that was a great deal. Um, oh yeah, for sure. I got and, one. Of those. It was very nice. Hopefully, that was them testing the waters on doing more low price items to try to bait people. And you know, because I mean, I would like to see a little bit more of a you know wider group of people kind of spending on the game, honestly, rather than it just being so well catered. You know, if it was like if all these little packs, you know, could become more of a steady and consistent source of income or the main part of the income. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's generally not how things work. You know, there's usually like 20% of the customers that make up the 80% or whatever, but, um, you know, something like that, I think would be really, really nice. To make that. Um, like that leads into this next question on the poll. Uh, now that CG carry has left the team, do you think we'll be getting more or less information from CG? Uh, almost 44% of people said about the same, and 28% of people said less. The new person will not want to rock the boat at CG. Um, and then another 18% said less. The Iron Curtain is up. There, there weren't really anybody that said uh, more. There was a few people, but not a whole lot of people on board. Let me throw this out there as an idea. And this is what I hope. If they hire outside, I will hope it would go to more. Even if it's the more lots of words but less substance. I think that I think that the whoever comes in can see uh the YouTube videos. Like there's been tons of them this week coming out about the state of the game and is is this game dying? Like which is a I hate those types of videos, but read that, read the forums, read Reddit, all these places where everything seems like so doom and gloom at the moment. And I hope that he takes it in the opposite direction and goes more communication to try to show that, hey, I'm here. This game isn't going anywhere. Things are going to improve. Things are going to improve, you know, uh, not astronomically exponentially i don't know what the word i'm looking for here is but things are going to improve now that i'm here and we're starting right here with communication and moving on from there i that's what i would hope would happen if it went the other way after someone the lead producer leaves or was fired whatever it was we don't know the case he says that she stepped down and that's what i take it as because that's what i'm told but you know if they went completely quiet after that happened, everybody's mindset would go to, hey, this is there are bad things happening now. Especially if the communication just quit. Yeah. So I think that whoever comes in would have to be louder than they are have been the last six months. But that's that's a hope. Perhaps. Doesn't mean it'll happen, but that's what I think has to happen. So there were four people that answered other in our little poll thing there, and there's one comment that I want to read. I like it. So, um, the question was basically, if you answered other, what do you think the consequences on communication will be? Reply. Under Kerry, communication from the devs was mostly cut off with the exception of the period where Marvel Strike Force was a potential threat. 
I hope we go back to more CG employees showing up for interviews on podcasts and channels to talk about new characters slash features. Yes. I mean, this is obviously self-interested, but yes. I mean, why the hell not? It's been... Here, you know what? Let's pull back that iron curtain about the podcast in general and talk frankly here. The reason that we joined the Game Changer program in the first place was for more access to these types of things. And in the time that we were in it and the time we were out, we had exactly the amount of same same amount of interviews. Like, if they were to just increase this across the board for everyone and people just started going places to do these interviews and we are included in that, then that would make me happy. Because as, as far as it was, even the entire time we were in the Game Changer program, that didn't happen. And it still doesn't happen. And it happens here and there when people uh, um, need help with things. But, the, like, that's about it. Like, other than that, there's nothing making them do it. And it'd be nice if they just did. You know what I mean? Yep. Totally so, agree. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we'll move along. How much fun have you been having in Grand Arena? One to ten scale, and it, it goes uh, one answer for one, two answers for two, three answers for three, four answers for four, five answers for five. That's that's <laughs> nice. Seven, seven out, seven answers for six, and then it starts jumping up quite a bit. Um, there were twelve people that said seven, and then a whopping twenty-three said eight. And then drop back down to nine at, or thirteen at nine and eight at ten. So, the vast majority of people, you know, are enjoying Grand Arena above average um, by a pretty good margin. So, um, yeah, I think that's good. I am. I I like it a lot. Uh, do what? Did you say something? Oh, oh. How uh, how good do you think that your matchups have been in Grand Arena on a scale of 1 to 10? This is something I found kind of interesting. The vast majority of people are, are pretty positive about their matchups. Um, you know, 7 through 10 had a significant portion with 8 being the largest again. You know, the total answers of 5 and below are, uh, let's see, 17, there were 17 out of the 78 responses that had a 5 or below on, uh, you know, their match, matchup. 
in Grand Arena. So people are pretty positive, which is interesting because I've seen a lot of bitching on Reddit about it and some I'm going to talk about later. How many stars did your guild manage to get after its second visit to Genosis? Um, all right, so the largest portion of people that did this poll this week uh, said 24 to 27 stars. That was 32% of people. The That's us. So. That is definitely us. And then um, let's see, there was another... You know, basically a quarter of people said they were at the 16 to 20 spot with another 10% between 21 and 23. So, um, yeah. Uh, what do you think? Find this anything here surprising or? No, I can see, I can see those two numbers being the biggest chunks because, uh, you know, it's, if you go, I don't know. I see it see it seems like the biggest chunk of guilds are between 150 million GP to 250 million GP. And I think those are the numbers of stars between those numbers of GP guilds where it would be the most prevalent as far as star numbers go. So it makes sense that that's the biggest chunk on this. At least to me. Yeah. That that makes sense. Um all right, next question was, how many Watt Tambor Shards does your guild have? The vast majority of people, 54% said zero, uh, 20% said one, and then 22% said two to 10, and then 10 to 25 was basically three people. So was no right, one, one everyone's joke. <laughs> Give me those Watt Shards. We're in that one category. Thanks, DJ. Good job. Hell yeah. <laughs> so. I, I hope to add to that this week. Hopefully, we'll be in the orange next time um, for total Watt Tambor Shards. Hopefully, you get a few more people on board for getting those, too. Yeah, I really need to start doing the uh, refreshing on Cantina and just finish that off. Yeah. So. Agreed. All right, fine. You convinced me again. We'll do that this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how much fun have you been having in territory battles? This was a little bit more spread out, but it was still a little bit more top-heavy. But it was kind of scaled down a little bit with that highest number being between 7 and 9, you know, with uh, 10s like behind it. So people are pretty happy with the territory battles in general. All right, so I'll, I'll give it overall a 8, and then I'll take 2 away from that because I hate one-fourth of it. So I'll give it a 6. Yeah. Because Phase 4 is terrible. It is absolutely garbage. Like, the only team that I can get to do anything in there is Darth Revan, and I have Malik. So I can get through one wave, and maybe two. Getting, you know, I've gotten one wave and I've gotten two waves. So there's that. Dude, but every you, single other lead. team, garbage. So that is not fun. Getting destroyed by the negotiator isn't fun. I mean, come on. Yeah. So uh, ju just kind of strategy for next time. I think next time we are going to completely ignore the ship deployments and we're going to go for our next star on phase four in the ship 
uh, have everybody try to max their CM and deployments there and hope that that's enough to push us over the edge and get that star. Um, because, yeah, phase four is pretty brutal. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's the, the only problem I have with it is it just seems like the best way to beat it is to have gear 13 characters, and that's going to be forever from now. It's not a figure out the strategy to beat this. It's It's just wait in gear and then you'll beat it unless they yeah. added unless they add a random level increase somewhere in there that might help a little bit too but god i hope not not unless you get the credits flowing <laughs> exactly i mean i still have i mean i still have 200 200 million on my alt and 100 million on my main so i've got some credits to Whoa. spend but that's a lot of credits Mm-hmm. All right. Um Malik. Where where's Malik? Um He's on that, my that roster. Question? Seven star. Um, I, must oh, be nice. I only said that because I know that's gonna make so many people mad. I'm sorry. I did not that was rude. Yes. <laughs> um Yeah, you can check out the poll and kind of see the responses, but um I'm kind of with the 11% people said that CG will tell us this. I think they're about to announce when that's coming back. You think that'll be part of the road ahead? That'd be, that would be disappointing. I mean, it, it's not fun or exciting news for new content <laughs> at all. Well, I mean, that's not going to be the main thing, but... I, and have I they ever re- announced there. a legendary or... It, or character coming back in a road they did post. Revan, didn't they? No, that just happened like randomly. Did I not Revan? You sure? I'm pretty sure one of the Revens was announced in a road ahead. Yeah, I don't know. As a return. Um anyway. Um let's see. Uh, uh Lead Energy has changed. Now that we've had some time to play with it, what do you think of the change? Basically, everybody loves it. Not really much more to discuss there. Of we what? had one. Do what? What were you saying? What didn't change? Oh, the fleet energy change. Yeah, no, everyone loves it. Hey, no yeah. more discussion. It'd be hard to. Uh, I mean, honestly, if if they didn't love it, that would be a weird one. Weird. Yeah. So uh we had one write in this week, so uh uh well this is what it says Long live Kazuda Ziano? Did I get that right? Kazuda Ziano? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh or write in. They oh. wanted to shout out. Oh I get you. And I butchered the name. Is so. that a guild? Is that a person? I don't even know. I don't know what that is. Kazuto Ziano, congratulations. I'm going to assume it's a deal. <laughs> but I think it's time to talk about um, uh, the, uh, the negotiator. So. All righty. 
You know, it's so loud that it clips the audio and cuts out, and we only got like two seconds of that. So, hopefully that sounds better in the yeah. audio podcast. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I turned it down and it sounded normal over here. Um, <laughs> I, I think some of that's due to how we're doing the audio. Because I, your audio, like, I hear about I pretty much miss a word of every sentence you say, just the way it cuts. I, I don't know. It's <laughs> uh, why do I got to get a new computer? Why, does, why do we got to do that? What was I thinking? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I don't know what you were thinking. <laughs> we'll discuss this later. But now it's time to talk about Gerald Kenobi's negotiator. Let's do that. How far along are you on farming that thing? On my main account? I don't think I've spent... I'm doing the same exact thing I did with ter- with the light side hot, hot territory battle, and I haven't spent a lick of my... Uh, I haven't spent a lick of my currency yet. So I've not decided what I'm going to do with no it. No idea how. I mean, it's pretty easy, honestly. It's the same way I got Wampa to 7-star instantly. Just don't spend anything. So sounds like a terrible idea. No, uh, it worked out pretty well with Wampa, so I'm 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 okay with my plan here. I got 10 10.1k of GE2 currency right now. Um so I don't know. I like negotiator. I'm going to unlock it on my alt first and then decide if I want to go after the go after it or just start going after uh gear pieces at that point. I don't know. I'm good the, thinking. I like the strategy. Yeah, because I'm trying to decide whether I want, to, whether I I feel enough, un, whether in four months I'll be so mad at phase four of the territory battle that I will just dump all of that currency on gear 13 for some of my teams for territory battle so that I can kick its butt and Hopefully feel good about possible. myself. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. I got a lot of currency right now. It's not burning any holes in my pocket currently. Uh, I know I like the negotiator and I might go after it. And I have the currency for that, but I'm just not spending anything right now. So. Yeah. So where am I at? I'm at zero out of 145. That's where I'm at. But if I did spend, I'd probably be about at... 40 out of 145, somewhere there. Yeah. I am at uh, 40 out of 145. I am farming it like crazy. Um, so, yeah. We're working on making a uh, uh Let's go ahead and just jump into this kit, though. So, we have the Negotiator, which is obviously a light side ship, capital ship. It's Galactic Republic and Jedi. It is described as an offensive Jedi capital ship that uses Valor to bolster ally attack and increase speed. That's, the, uh, I like the definition of this when they had when this came out. So we're not going to talk about that other post as well, but they had the dev comments on this ship as well in a post. And they basically said that this ship is supposed to be, since there's two Galactic Republic ships now, Negotiator is supposed to be the exact opposite of um the endurance yeah in a way that in the endurance is very defense focused with the taunts and valor 
that come off. It's Valor, correct, on Endurance as well? Yeah. Yeah, so the idea here is that the negotiator is going to be completely offense-focused, which in most games anywhere, people like that offense focus. So the, the everything about this ship just looks great as far as becoming a meta ship goes. But the funniest part about it, right, us, us as former game changers, people that have had, had access to this ship, I mean, we had access to the kit before it ever came out, but we never got the shards for the ship, but we couldn't play with it. No one has played with the ship. Not a single person in the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes community has played with this ship. And that's something that has never happened. So everyone that's that, not true. Who hasn't? I mean, before there were game changers, obviously, but who else? There was the person that got the free seven-star negotiator. Oh. <laughs> okay, yeah, that is true. <laughs> we'll have to find that person and bring them on as a guest. But the... Yeah, exactly. But the, yeah, this this is a this is a ship that no one's seen or touched or everything about this ship right now is uh is unknown and it's all theory crafting. So, but as far as theory crafting goes, everyone has I think everyone is on a is on of the opinion that this is going to be a very meta ship. And on top of that, I don't know how buffed up it is in the territory battle, but I hate this thing in that because every ship battle against the negotiator is just a night terror. Every time I see it, see those Y wings coming, just forget about it. It's brutal. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and just jump into it. Uh, the basic ability is impeccable timing. Final text, deal physical damage target enemy and grant the target ally critical hit immunity for two turns. If the enemy was target locked, inflict offense down for two turns. Thoughts? Oh, let me see here. Deal physical damage to target enemy and grant target ally crit hit immunity for two turns. Thoughts are I absolutely hate crit hit immunity in anything. So adding it onto his kit for the ships is going to be really annoying. And all those ships... And that's a basic ability. Oh, yeah. And, and, and if you look at it in the territory battle, that's, what, that's a lot of what keeps that territory battle battle hard, is that almost the ships almost always have crit hit immunity. And yeah. it's just rough. And that's why when uh, Grande was on, we were talking about the gauntlet and bringing that out because of the dispel to get that crit hit off because the crit hit from being granted by negotiators just so annoying and keeps your team alive. It's, it's just having that on the basic makes a really big difference. Um, the first special is called Republic Protection with a five turn cooldown. Final text is grant target ally offense up for three turns and all galactic republic allies uh, unending loyalty for three turns which can't be copied dispelled or prevented grant all allies protection up 25% for two turns um i this seems like pretty good billy i guess i should tell you what unending loyalty so 
uh, can be defeated during the first enemy attack, including assists that would otherwise defeat this ship. When reduced to 1% health, gain stealth and protection up 50% for two turns, and this buff expires. This is very similar to Savior from Jedi Knight Red. It is so annoying. So annoying. When you think you're about to kill a ship, and suddenly it's got stealth and protection up all the way up. Like, or 50%. Super yes. annoying in the territory battle. And uh, it's just, yeah, this is rough. Very, very rough. Not to mention granting all target allies offense up. And unending oh, loyalty yeah. to Galact Republic enemies. It's crazy. I mean, there's just so many different things that he does to these ships on that adds to A, their offense, and B, their survivability, because granting all allies protection up 25% is huge, as well as the unending loyalty on Galactic Republic allies, which keeps them alive and stealth them, let them heal up a little bit with their health steal. It's just crazy. Yeah, and something else that's great is, you know, Jedi Knight Anakin is going to start with unending loyalty. So by the time he gets around to using a special, he could be getting that back again. So, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff going on there. But we'll get to that. Uh, we'll go ahead and talk about special two, which is mobilized as a four-turn cooldown. Final text, still physical, then daze them for two turns. Inflict target lock random enemies that aren't already all allies gain 30% grant all Republic allies uh, valor for two turns all allies are called to assist <laughs> so much going on here and the biggest annoyance to me because of the, thing, the days because the, the team on my alt account for example the biggest team the team I've been taking in against this ship has been the Geonosians because I have them very well geared on my alt account, and that makes me think that they have the best chance of winning this. But the problem is, they can never assist each other, because they're always dazed. And, yeah. that, and it's just, it throw, throw the daze on there so you're not getting the extra attacks, throw the crit hit immunity on there, throw on the fact that you finally get someone down to kill them, and suddenly they're stealth with 50% protection. Add all those things together. And it's just a nightmare. Like, this ship has so many different things working together if you have Galactic Republic ships and even not, uh, some un-Galactic uh, Republic ships in there that it just makes them really, really hard to beat. And you can really see why they said that the Anakin's uh, AT-2 Starfighter was one of the biggest ones to pair with this ship because it's Galactic... Yep. Galactic Republic, it's a really good ship anyway, but it's gaining all those buffs, hitting hard. It's it's crazy. It's it's great. Totally agree. Love this ability. A lot of cool stuff. And turn meter gain is a hard. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you give all your ships 30% turn meter, I mean, that in itself on any ability yeah. minus the other stuff would still be good. So, yeah. There's a lot going on in that ability, and all of it is. Oh, yeah. And, and, and um, it even includes a mass assist. Like, that might not happen that often because you have to have Valor up, but 
This isn't the ultimate ability. So this ability can happen way more often than the ultimate. And you can get those multi-attacks in. Um, speaking of the ultimate, the third special Y-Wing Assault that has a 12-turn cooldown. And for this ability, the final attack reads, no physical damage to all enemies, place three concussion mines on them for one turn, and increase all enemy cooldowns to max, excluding the capital ship. These concussion mines can't be dispelled, prevented, or resisted. This ability can't be evaded and starts on cooldown. Now, this doesn't really define concussion mine. I'm curious if the Sith Bomber has a definition of concussion. Yeah, it does. Okay. So con concussion mine is dropping three of on three of them on that can't be dispelled, prevented, or resisted. Concussion mine. Deal di deal damage equal to 10% of the max target max health and dazes the target for two turns when it explodes. Can't be dispelled. So basically 30% damage to every ship. Plus the physical damage that the ability does itself, which will be big because it's a ultimate ability. Then throw on top of that, once they get the 30% damage, they're going to be dazed. It's yeah. a pretty sweet ultimate ability. And if you're looking on the screen at the GIF or GIF or whatever you want to call it, uh, it just completely wipes out everything around. Well, everything on the other side. They don't even get a chance to have concussion mines on and something about this ability is so you have the increasing all enemy cooldowns to their max, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But um it has a 12 turn cooldown, which is a lot. But I want to read what Valor is because an earlier ability mentioned Valor. This this you can find in the endurance or endurance in <laughs> endurance. Grant, grant the endurance 15% turn meter and reduce its ultimate abilities cooldown by one at the end of. So that is what happens whenever a, you know, ship with Valor goes. I presume that the turn meter is not limited to just the endurance, so the endurance and negotiators. There will be a lot going on there, and you're going to want to use that, uh, you know, that can valor. Get their valor. Get your valor on. Yeah. It's. Yeah, if you start adding turn meter to the negotiator with those valors, it's going to be even worse. Yep. The abilities are so good. If you can get them off even quicker, you're not going to like it. All right. Okay, so we talked about this, like, when the ship came out and we found out it was going to be for Grand Arena, or uh, Territory Battle Currency 2, or Guild Event Currency 2, uh, and I was saying that this ship was going to be really good, and we probably were going to want to farm it. You kind of scoffed at that, but now I think that you're on my team. Well, obviously you are, you're farming, so. I don't remember scoffing. I oh, think I was God. Someone go find because it because you didn't want to. You were talking about it would be too important to get gear 13 gear with that currency. And I think that was before we knew you could farm it with energy.
so I will give you that. But yeah, you were not like completely on board with spending that on mm. on the ship and not the current the gear. But I don't recall ever scoffing at the ship. If not the uh, not the use, sh- it was of farming the ship over gear. I don't think it was at the ship. Oh, I got maybe before there were other ways to farm that stuff. Maybe. Well, there's good news that we have a recorded podcast, which we can go back and find where it's very easy to find out. That's all public record. Um, so the last ability for this ship is the unique ability, public determination. Final tech: all allies have plus twenty five percent potency, and Galactic Republic allies have plus twenty five percent accuracy. All enemies deal twenty five percent less damage when attacking out of turn. Galactic. Public allies also deal 10% more damage for each other ally with Valor, doubled for Jedi allies. If Anakin Starfire's presence start a battle, it gains unending loyalty for three turns and the reinforcement bonus. Reinforcements gain crit damage up for It's... So as if it wasn't bad enough that you're dazed all the time and can't attack with your Geonosians, get the assists. When they do attack out of turn, they get deal 25% damage across the board anyway. Yep. And they have crit, the other team's probably going to have crit hit immunity up, so you're crit, you're not critting, you're doing 25% less damage, it completely neuters a lot of those uh, assists from Geonosians. And I'm speaking strictly for territory battles, in the in the battles against the negotiator that I've actually done, because a lot of people still don't don't use gen notions in arena, so that's not a really a big deal as far as that goes. But think of it this way: Millennium Falcon. How often do those ships attack out of turn? All of them. Or Millennium Falcon oh, attacks all out of turn all the time. So you're already you know putting a big kibosh on on those attacks just from the Millennium Falcon as an arena stand, in an arena standpoint. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. This ship is really, really good. It makes sense that they put it in to a place where you have to buy it and make that decision because the choice is, it makes the choice hard for sure because gear 13 pieces are really good. A lot of the gear 12 um gear 12 plus pieces are there for you to buy as well i mean there's a lot of choice there and this puts a really hard choice in the middle of that whether you're going to farm the ship or those other things and it it all kind of makes sense so yeah makes sense for sure well that pretty much covers the negotiator um anything else you want to talk about um you want to talk about that synergy suggestion? I got it up on the screen. It's interesting. I have two out of the three starting lineup they suggest geared, but they suggest Plo Koon with uh, with the Negotiator in the starting lineup, which I know that there are people that really like that ship for a while there in the meta, but yeah, the I don't think a lot of people have him geared up. So that is one, if it is in fact that good for that ship, People are going to start gearing up Plo Koon randomly. And you know what? I'll, I'll throw this out there too. 
if we do get a Geonosian light side, having Plo Koon geared up may end up being a requirement anyway. So it might not be that bad in the long run. Could be a rework coming too. Yes, exactly. So he might the character might end up better. The ship is already decent. People have always liked that ship. Well, not everyone, but a, a small ma small majority. I'm putting the wrong words together all over the place, but a small minority of people have really liked Plokoon's ship. So it's an interesting yeah. starting lineup. I don't know what his ship does at all, so I don't know why it is suggested as the starting lineup, but... Um, one thing that I do like, so Anakin and Ahsoka, who, who are possible meta characters currently under Padme, uh, so they're characters that people could certainly be gearing along with General Kenobi, and, you know, they're kind of recommended for this team. Then you have, you know, two clones in the team, Jedi Consular, Lando's Millennium Falcon, you know, quite as usable, but I mean, a lot of these characters are characters that you know, either just got really good or might be getting a rework really soon. So, uh, cool. I I'm kind of digging it. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of really good ships in there. I mean, I have every one of them except Plo Koon and Jedi Consular ready to go, so that will oh, definitely yeah. be interesting. Very nice. Agreed. All right, dude. Um... Ready to do some Q and A? I'm totally ready. Let's do it. Hey boys, do you have any tips? Less experience. So uh, I got a very big, big tip here. I'm sure you do. Very big tip. <laughs> I have big, big tip to all your cues. <laughs> um, let's let's tip it off with the first question. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, what you got? What you got, man? Um, with dark side GOTB being so difficult, how ridiculous do you think the light side GOTB is going to be? Um, I have a. I want to hear your answer to this, and then you can hear mine because I'm curious okay. if it's if it aligns with mine. I think it's going to be ridiculously damn difficult and I think part of the problem is going to be is because we've seen what they've done with Darth Revan and Darth Malak taking them away from your teams I think they're going to do the same thing with two characters that are going to be absolute maybe three Jedi Knight Revan Padme Jolie Bindu so here's the thing where I disagree on the Padme is because I think Padme will be one of the Geonosius heroes I agree. Characters, so she probably wouldn't be put into Platoon. Like all the other Geonosius villains from this TB, most of them don't end up in the Platoon. Interesting, interesting point. I do like your logic there. They are in there a lot less. So She'll definitely have a special mission or something, you know, there will be a requirement somewhere for her. She um, will be the general grievous of the light side. That's my assumption. Probably. Because General Grievous, while he is he is farmable now and much easier than he was when he came out, he's still hard to get. He barely shows up in fleet shipments. If you want to buy him in the, the 
The uh, can you even buy them in the shard store anymore? Is he in there? I haven't looked. I mean, I've never even paid yeah. attention anymore. So you, so you can buy them with shard shop currency, which I do not recommend. Go fleet store all the way. Just be um, patient. You'll get much more value from buying them from there, from trying to spend your shard shop currency there. But he's hard. To, he's always been hard to get. Getting him to seven stars takes a long time. Uh, Padme, same way. Very hard legendary event, which in many ways might even need General Grievous to get her. You know, so yeah, she seems like the perfect one to be the yin to the yang to General Grievous on the light side version. Totally fair. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's it's. Here's how I think about the difficulty of this. I don't. They'll find a way to make it hard, but I think they're gonna have a harder time making a light side GOTB harder than this dark side one was, and that is for the simple fact that. This game has always been light side heavy over dark side. And dark side, if you think of all the different light side teams that you can make compared to dark side, good dark side teams, there is a ginormous amount of light side teams that you can make and make work. So whatever they do, and I like your platoon thinking to to just kind of neuter some teams to try to make it a little harder. That would make a lot of sense to me. But as far as difficulty goes, as far as teams go, there are so many more light side teams to be able to use for light side territory battles that I just think it's going to be harder to make it as difficult as this one was. Now, they, they'll find ways to make it happen, but there are so many teams that you can use on a light side GOTV. Well, I think that's why they delayed, or I think that's why they did the dark side first. I think it was that was easier to fix in the dark side versus the light side where they're gonna have to probably get kind of creative on you know actually making it count yeah i agree for sure all right joker asked after growth revenant and separatist teams what other teams are you using in dark side territory battle night sisters night sisters for sure man like they do easy they do well they do definitely do well um I've been using, I have fully gear 12 plus three bounty hunters on my alt account. And um, at least through the first two phases, my boss-led boss led bounty hunter team does pretty well. I have a boss. I use Bosk, Django, Boba. Um, what's the weird hat guy? Imbo. I, Imbo, sorry. I totally lost his name. Imbo and Dengar. I use that team in the first two sweet phases. Sweet hat guy. Yeah. Sweet throw your hat guy. That team does pretty well in the first two phases. Um, I, I, I haven't used... I, I don't have a good first order team. Like, my alt has gear 11 first order. None of them are gear 12. So I don't really use them in there. So I don't know how well that does. I've heard they done do okay if that's your focus was first order. But I don't know how fast, how well they do after one and two, uh, one and phases one and two, and then. But I mean, that's like literally go through the teams of Dark Side. The only ones left after that are Imperial Troopers, and if you go by your strategy, you completely take apart that Imperial Trooper team and put uh, Range and Death Trooper with Palpatine, 
So you're not even going to have a trooper yeah, team after that, that. So that didn't go real well on phase four. I think next time <laughs> on phase four, Imagine next time that. on phase four, I'm going to go back to the team that I did the first time I team. Darth Nihilus, Basilishan, Fallen. Um, who who else was it? Those three were basically a core of the team, and I got three out of four. Um, I don't know that I'll be able to get four out of four, but I certainly think you can make a team that goes three out of four in uh, phase four. Yeah. I, but that's what I mean. Like, we've named off, what, six teams? There's like six or seven different synergy teams total for Dark Side, and only like three of them are like top notch. It's really hard, especially yeah. when you platoon those characters and pull apart a major part of those teams. Okay, so I got a question for you. Who do you put with the Sith Empire since you don't have Malak? The fifth one. In what? In GOTB. Well, uh, from Basilis on Fallen with Emperor Palpatine and I platoon Darth Revan. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, because it seems like it's really... You... It seems like if you don't have Malak, you completely throw away one wave in territory battles with the Darth Revan League. Because I run, I have all full gear 12 on my alt. Um, gear 12, Revan, HK7, Bastila, uh, Marauder, and Sith Trooper. And that team can get me three out of four every time. But the fourth wave is a RNG fest for me. And so that's why I was wondering what you do if you don't have Malik. Because that's my experience without Malik on my own. Yeah, I really haven't had much trouble in GOTB at least. You know, not having Malik. Hasn't but you, been... like you said, you're not using a Darth Revan lead either. So that's true. That's the that my question was directly on better. that. So well, I mean, do you have the unique yeah. on? Do you have the unique Zeta on Palpatine? I wonder how much that helps. I do not have. You know what that one is, right? It's the yes, the basically protection. Yeah, I will say this. Um, last time, uh, hell, I don't remember if it was last time. My Emperor Palpatine got smoked before he ever took a turn. Yeah, I remember you telling me three, that. Though. Yeah. Okay. I told you. All right. <laughs> but you still went on four for four, even after on the first yes. turn he got n- annihilated. Yeah. Crazy. Um, all right, let's move to Curse Blows question. We've seen what uh, second round GAC match making results are. Why are we not getting paired up with people around our current ranking? Should it at least be part of the calculus to matchmaking? It is what I want to talk about. This is a big topic of discussion this week. Um, what do you think? Okay. Um... First off, let me say this. I don't think you should ever you should have to fight people over and over and over. The same people. Especially if you lose them. I don't think you should see that person for the rest of that at least that current grand arena. That shouldn't happen. Um there are enough people in this game where you shouldn't have to see the same person uh Agreed. over unless you're at the very top. At the very top, then mm-hmm. things get a little Things are different than everyone else at the top because who are they going to put you against? Someone you're going to stomp? Probably not. So you're going to have to figure out how to beat 
beat people at the top. But I mean, um, we talked about this a little bit last week or the week before where I said, you know, um, I think that everyone in a, so you're in a ranking area. I don't think it should be near your current rank. I think it should be within like maybe 500 people in that 500 up or down on you and make that a thing. Um, I don't think it should be right around you because at the, if you're good yeah. and the people around you are good, you're going to be around each other. And you don't want to fight them over and over. And as long as the matchup is fair, which I still contend, despite the fact that everyone else always told, basically told me I was blowing smoke up their butt by saying I feel like the matchmaking is fair currently. Um, besides the fact that I, I know a lot of people have said they've been fighting the same people. Um, I still think it's fair. And if they can keep that same type of matchmaking within 500 up and down on, on your ladder, I think that's totally fine because people have different, like this dude fought someone and lost. Now he's already a thousand points behind you, but it, let's say he has the same roster as you. So did you never fight that guy just because he had a bad match and he lost? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of complicated when we start thinking about it that way because you need to pair up with people who are similar skill level but similar key because you want there to be similar rosters. One big advantage on a roster could totally sway GAC one way or the other. Um, I, I don't have a huge issue with it. I think it's pretty good. I did like it better before because all my opponents were fairly easy. But by looking at the top of your GP, I mean the uh, or the top of your roster, the GP can certainly vary a lot more. Yeah, I I still, despite this week getting a lot of crap for saying I like the matchmaking, I still like. It. So I haven't had a yeah. fight, despite the fact that I forgot to attack twice this week and didn't even have, I didn't even make it competitive against my opponents. I still felt like each of those I had a chance if I had not fallen asleep and attacked. So I still, until personally I have an issue with my um, matchmaking, then I, I just don't, I don't see it. But I don't see everything everyone else sees. And I've been, I've heard a lot of compelling arguments this week. And I will agree that the things that have been said to me don't make sense and kind of suck, but I haven't seen them myself, so I don't know them personally. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, all right. Next question. Uh, Ulrich asks, what teams do you think are pending a touch-up slash rework be intended for the dark side GOTB? Anyone? That you can think of for the dark side TB, or did he mean to say light side? Because we're already on the dark side, and I don't see any more touch ups happening for the light side or dark side. Um, really interesting. Uh, who would they touch I'm up? Not... The separatist droids are good, the geos got their rework, they're good now. They pretty much made the 
both the Ackley mission possible and not that hard from what I've heard. The Watt Tambor mission uh, was basically doable now after their rework. What other team would they rework that has something to do with dark side territories? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, there's nothing left. So unless the question is about light side territory battles, I don't think there's an answer to that question. Could be somebody completely different though. I mean, it could be like empire, you know, there's no telling what. See, I think they'd wait on that. I don't think it would be, I don't think that would be soon. Uh, and if they're doing a light side to GOTB, I would guarantee that whatever is going to be used in that would get a rework next over anything else. Yeah. I think that's their focus right now. Um, all right. Well, let's move along to the next question. Hold up. Let me answer uh, it for the light side. If I answered it for the light side, I would say the clones. And I would say any of the Jedi that were part of the Clone Wars, uh, the prequels, or the Clone Wars cartoon. So, Plo Koon, Eeth Koth, um, Amagundi, um, Ayla. Ayla, yeah. All those those characters would probably get rid of it. Jedi Consular, maybe? I mean, uh, Jedi Knight Guardian, maybe? Probably not. Those two will probably always be what they are. Especially Jedi Knight Consular, since they give him to you at the beginning of the game. I bet he never changed. Yeah, that that makes sense. Um, all right. Uh, you ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Are clones with uh, Shark Lady, um, <laughs> are they a viable Grand Arena defense team, or did you wait for the rework before putting more work in? And uh, can you nest them? I presume <laughs> talking GAC. So I, I don't. I could see them being a viable defense. Um, there's a lot of AOE. There's a lot of stuff going on there. That is generally what I like from a defense. So I do like that as far as nesting them. Um, I'm not sure if you can nest them or not. That might be tough. I'm not sure, though. What do you think? Okay. What was the question exactly? Because I'm thinking of in general with the clones. Well, give an answer in general. Okay. Are they vi- Or this is Grand Arena defense, or should I wait? Um... I don't know about defense. I haven't seen one on defense. I know that they are very viable offensively. They do very well there. Can you nest them? Uh, I haven't seen any nest videos. I haven't heard of any nest players of clones. So I would guess not right now. But as far as putting work into them, I think that... If you have a Shakti and you're putting the work in because you have Shakti, I think that's a totally okay thing to do because if they're not viable on defense, they're totally viable on offense. So, like, you'd be, as far as what I've heard, you'd be surprised what you can beat with a Shakti led clone team. And that doesn't even include Rex, who you can save for a, uh, a 
your Rex and Wampa team or whatever you're using Rex with. So yeah, if you do, I recommend gearing clones right now. No. If you have Shakti, then my answer might change a little bit. I don't have Shakti. I have my gears clones geared, but uh, their gear eleven, they're staying there until they get a rework. I'm not putting anything into them because I don't use them for anything. And the biggest problem with them for me right now is I don't have Shakti and I'm not setting them on defense in a back zone because I'm not putting Rex in the back with them. I'm saving Rex. So that leaves four of them and that leaves them pretty much worthless to me. So right now I don't I don't recommend hearing them if you don't have Shakti. If you do have Shakti, it might be worth it. It might be more worth it once they're reworked. And I do, I definitely still believe they're going to be real, especially if you follow territory battles in the way that there's going to be a light side geo territory battle. I can almost, I'll give you a 95% sure that there's going to be a light side geo TV. So. Yep. So speaking of, let's uh, talk about the best tunes that take the gear 13 for the geo TV. Um, General Grievous General Grievous and Daka I think are the two that most certainly stand out above anyone else Agreed Let's see, what, let, me, let me just look at my roster because I know there are others that I've thought about um, One that I've thought about just overall in the entire game is Malak. Malak will be my next gear 13. I'm kind of working on him on the side with the, while I work on Geos to get him to gear 13, I need I need about 15 more pieces of the gear 12 finisher and then a whole nother 50 of a cryotech to get him to gear 13, but he is going to be my next one only because of just the giant difference he makes on A, any other mode, including Arena, but also on top of that with uh, GOTB. Well, that's yeah. a, that's another one I recommend if you have him. Um, I'm sure that there are a lot of Padme characters that when you get to gear 13, add a lot of health, which would make them... Well, that's that would be more light side GOTB. Um, but when we get there, that's we'll have a lot to think about with that. So... Make... Uh, makes sense. Um, you got any others besides those? Emperor Palpatine, I think uh, Root Alpha would be a good one just because there are two characters that kind of get affected by him. Um, I think that um, Asajj is a good one because, you know, she's required for multiple missions and she can obviously, you know, she will certainly add a lot. Um, as far as other ones go, there's not really anyone that's coming to my mind specifically that really benefits from being Gear 13. Um, the only other, the only two I can think of that might benefit from Gear 13, if you have the team at Gear 12 ready to go right now, is either Crew or Bosk. I don't think Cruz a great candidate because he doesn't gain much more health or defense or anything, 
and it's not like he gained that much in gear 12 anyway. So, um, I'm not sure that I would do crew. I do see the argument pretty flexible. I'm not sure there's enough ROI there. Well, let's take a look at what boss gets in, in gear 12. I have not looked at him at all. I'm looking right now in the game. So boss gets 1500 health, 60, so 1500 health from one piece, 6250 from another, uh, 2000 from another, 2000 from another, and then an extra, so yeah, that's all the health he gets, but that's near 15,000 health from gear 12, throw that on top with your mod, might be a, a huge help with him. Yeah. Um, Death Trooper could be another one just because he has such a unique kit with the cooldown increase and the death. I think he's a pretty good candidate as well. I agree. I like, I like some, uh, Death Trooper. What do you think of Wampa? <laughs> I think Wampa's ridiculous because he's... Well, I think the only way to make him viable in Darkseid GOTB is to be Gear 13, because the simple fact he has no synergy with anyone right now, he was a hero in Hoth TV because you were fighting rebels. But in Darkseid and GOTB, he's, he's, he leaves a lot to be wanted because there's no one that really synergizes with him, and he dies very quickly. So... I mean, you use that icebreaker on him. He gains 150% protection. If you have a lot of protection on him already, especially at gear 13, he's going to be a lot more reliable uh, before he dies. So he might be a good option. Aside, aside from Vader, I'm not sure who you use him with leader as, but I think could be decent. You know, it's funny. On, on my alt account, I throw him in with the... My triumvirate. I just throw him in there. But the problem is he doesn't last more than one phase. One phase, and then it's four on yeah. six or whatever. So he's just that's, a big. That's the problem. He's just a huge uh, target. Yeah, he's just. He, God, I love him so much. One of my favorite character in the game, but he's terrible in GOTBs right now. If Gear 13 can make him decent, that'd be awesome. But the problem for him really comes down to the fact we're not fighting Rebels anymore, and that's what made him really good in Hoth territory. That affects things, for sure. Yeah. Um, Alright, let's do a couple more questions here. Um, Brizzle22 asks, so I have just gotten my last few tunes to 16.5k power for the Starforge battle, both light and dark. You got Zalbar Mission, Karth, and Candrus. They're all gear, gear 11 plus, but no Zetas. The meta tunes are all gear 12 with a few pieces. What do I need to do for Malak unlock? And uh, I have two Zetas waiting. You gotta answer this one because I have no idea. Okay, so the answer to that question is focus on dark side. 
You're going to be totally fine if you have them gear 11 plus uh, on your light side's light side. I beat the light side first try um, on my main account, and I had all of the characters at gear 12. Gear 11 plus, I assume gear 11 plus is like plus 5, gear 11.5. So, yeah, it's, um, light side's going to be fine. Don't focus on them at all. What you really want to do is make sure that your dark side characters are good. That is the battle that's going to take you a long time, especially learning the mechanics. I mean, I can't even remember the mechanics at this point, but it was hard. At uh, I had, I had Darth Revan at gear twelve. I I had Bastila at gear twelve, HK at gear twelve, and then Zalbar and Mission I had at gear eleven. Gear eleven plus nothing. Gear eleven plus Zetas, and I was able to beat it. So. If you want to try to not spin Zetas, I would get, recommend getting Zalbar and Mission to gear 12. Uh, if you want to beat it without doing that to them, you can go and put the Zetas on those two, which are two very good Zetas for Grand Arena and Territory Wars. So you're not wasting them. You might be down two Zetas and have to wait to get another one, but... Um, you can probably beat it if they're gear 12 without the Zetas, but... Yeah, it's it's too hard. It, that battle, the dark side battle is just ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I mean, I would even recommend to make it easy going gear 12 and with the Zetas on those two. That made it easy for, or that didn't make it easy for me because I had them gear 11 with the Zetas. So, but gear 12 with the Zetas would make it even easier. And at that point, it would really boil down to making sure you make the right moves at the right time because the get, the event is really hard, but the event is fair. Basically, what I mean by that is it's hard, and if you make a wrong decision, wrong move, you're done. But if you know the yeah. moves to make and you make them at the right times and kill the people at the right times to get to the place you need to be to go right after Malik to kill him, then you're good. But if you want to make that that um you want to make that what is it? Uh, process. Easier? Gear 12 with Zetas is easy. Or not easy. Sure. It's better. But sure. you can do it with yeah. Gear 11 and Zetas. Or you can probably do it with Gear 12 and no Zetas. But to me, the easiest way to do it would be just to finish them off. On my alt account, every single character needed for Malak right now is at Gear 12. And I have the Zetas on. So I'm like... I'm leaving no, I'm leaving no stone unturned. I will be getting mad at Malik when he comes back. There's no doubt about it. And on top of that, I have a good old Republic team for Grand Arena and Territory Wars. Totally. True. My Darth Revan team is good. My um, uh, my Jedi Knight Revan team is good. Like you don't. There's no downside to gearing these characters. In the end, they all have a place when you gear them. It's just how far you want to take. My 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 suggestion here. Okay, so here's my suggestion: take them to gear eleven. Have the gear for gear twelve. If you can do it at gear eleven, then good. If you can't, add the zetas if you want to do zetas, or add the gear if you want to do gear, and go from there. Just don't put it on them until the heat comes out, and then you 
you're not wasting it. If that makes sense. Gotcha. Makes sense. So yeah, there you go. Well, uh, let's do one more question and and call it before I decide to go to sleep on my desk. Um, what legendary tunes should beginner players go for first? What do you think? All right, what legendary tunes should beginner players go for first? Hey, um, Thrawn and Palpatine with a Phoenix. That'd be my okay. guess. I mean, that's I still the that's still the eighty percent answer. I could go yeah. first order to get BB-8 and then get RJT. That's another way. Um, I People still recommend ideas for Jedi Knight Revan as a starting way, but that is just so hard with the amount of hard node characters you got to get. I think Phoenix is just still easier. Yeah, so. Phoenix is easy and it allows you to get to, and that's why we always suggest that. And the other thing is, I mean, has there ever been a meta in which there wasn't some sort of counter that involved Thrawn? No. I See, mean, that's, that's, that's the other thing. Thrawn is such a plug-and-play character. Getting him first is an amazing deal. So if you can throw him into your arena early after getting him, you're going to be on a good pace. Yep. And I'd like to throw I, something out that Problematic Cool J mentioned in chat, is that I might have the Malik event backwards. Dark side might be the easy one and light side might be the hard one. And I think that he's actually right and I'm misremembering. So everything that I said about the dark side, oh. flip that over to the light side. Because the light side is the one where you I'm pretty sure that now that he mentions it, that is the case. Um I'm gonna have to look into this because I, I feel I went on a tangent there for a while there. And it might have been completely wrong. So I'm going to look it up and remember what it is so that I can tell you the right thing. But one of those two sides is the one that's harder and the one that you should focus your characters on. And I think it might, I think it might have been a right. It might be light side because I remember that there was the option of having Bastila or T3 in there. And the, if you chose T3 over Bastila, it was like the worst decision ever. And that's why they made it a a title in the game for someone that did it that way, but oh yeah, yeah, we'll see. Interesting. Anyways, I'll let y'all know next episode and fix that because I really feel bad slash dumb for getting that backwards. We'll see. I'll, I'll I'll make sure I'm right or wrong going forward. Cool. Well, um. So because we had to change to Thursday, there is going to be no trivia this week. Which means pretty much the end. You got anything else? I do not. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that's here in the live chat with us, everyone listening at home, uh, for bearing with us through the technical difficulties. Uh if my recording for my sound is not great and it doesn't sound perfect on the audio podcast, I apologize for that. I'm going to work on that again this week to make sure everything is right and we get everything moving in the right direction the way we want it to be on the podcast uh, going forward. But thanks for everyone for hanging out with us and uh, 
Yeah. It, it might not always be perfect around here, but we always have fun and we appreciate you guys having fun listening to the podcast and hanging out in our discord chat and talking to us all week. So you uh, guys yeah. make this, you guys make this game fun for me. I can say that at least uh, talking to you guys in our Alliance in the discord chat. It's a, uh, that's what keeps me going. So I appreciate you guys. And thanks for hanging out. Indeed. And of course, um, we will catch you guys next week. See you later. Later.